Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Yes, you're getting a new episode. I can explain. I actually moved out of the state of Florida and that took a lot more energy and time than I thought it would. So that is why there's been kind of a delay in recording as well as setting everything up, even though it is just my laptop and myself, but just kind of finding the environment and the groove to get back to recording, as well as having a little bit of a posture and syndrome of I'm doing a podcast, everyone's doing a podcast, so why should I do a podcast? Um, Frankly, I missed doing it. I like doing it. So here we are for episode six. Now that we kind of got a little bit of that out of the way, here is my disclaimer. This podcast is spoiler-ish. I will talk about maybe certain plot points, might let something slip out. So if you don't want to know anything about a show, my only suggestion is go ahead and watch it. See if you like it after the first two episodes and keep going. Um, If you don't like it, and you need maybe a reason to maybe keep going, then come back to this podcast. But I will let out some spoilers of some sort. Not on purpose, by accident. I try to put alerts up. But sometimes I miss some things. It is what it is. Um, Also, number two, we are still kind of in a pandemic. I am going out more. But if you want to stay at home and binge, that's great. I also like to get out. So spend, so excuse me, binge responsibly. That's right. So try to get some exercise. Try to remember to eat. Definitely try to remember to sleep, even though that has been difficult on a couple of binges that I have been doing while getting used to the new place. So other than that, let's carry on for episode six of the show which is Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. It's a documentary on Netflix, and it's four episodes that discusses the missing person's case of Alyssa Lamb. The show, Crime Scene, The Vanishing at Cecil Hotel, I believe I started watching this maybe last year and finished it this year. Honestly, what is time at this point? But I do remember getting this recommendation um, from one of my friends, Corinne is her name, and she was like, oh, you have to watch this documentary. It's four parts. It's only four episodes. It's really quick. But it's crazy what happened at this hotel. And it's kind of funny because as I started watching the first episode, I remember this case. I remember listening this on the news. This is just the start of YouTube about people talking about this girl vanishing at this hotel in L.A. in Los Angeles. Now, to give you a little bit of context, uh, one summer, I did a missions trip out in L.A. I went to a Christian school. It was the thing to do to go do service work during the summer. And one of my trips was to work with um, the homeless population in Los Angeles. 
And one of the things that they do, and I remember I had to like kind of fake this with my parents. So sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening, um, was we stayed at a hotel that a homeless person could rent out for the day, the week, the month for whatever money that they could find. That was part of the program was because since we were working with homeless, the homeless, they wanted us to kind of get an experience or an idea what it was like and where they lived. So this church would put us up in this hotel. It was literally three rooms for 20 or 30 kids with supervisors. And that's what we slept. We slept on air mattresses and sleeping bags. And that's where we would crash for the day. Um, So I kind of have an idea about these types of hotels, the Cecil Hotel. Um, I found it interesting in this documentary that they talked about how like part of it was for this, the homeless population. And then the other part was for people, for travelers. And I remember very clearly there were a ton of rules that we had to follow while staying at this hotel so that we did not look like we were, even though it was hard not to, I mean, you got 20 suburban kids, majority of them white, um, not to stick out like a sore thumb. So I thought it was interesting that there was a hotel that was like, yeah, we want travelers to come hang out here too. That was like one thing is when I was listening to this documentary, I was like, are you kidding me? No way. And this poor girl went to this hotel unsuspecting alone. And if you have to think about it, when this case was happening, um, TripAdvisor wasn't taking off. We didn't really have, you know, Expedia was kind of all new. Like all of this stuff that you can do on the internet to explore and connect with people about places that you can go was still really kind of new. And so like, I can get how this poor young lady wouldn't have an idea or a clue that maybe you should not stay there because we didn't have the technology of all the things that we had today, especially how connected we are, you know, globally to get this information. So the fact that this was happening now, like it scares me, like watching like she took the solo trip and then picked this hotel was very scary because all they had to do was just paint the right picture. And it was, of course, a no brainer. Of course, I'm going to pick this hotel. And she doesn't live in the country. She's from Canada. She doesn't have any way to kind of cross reference other people being there. So I could get how she might have accidentally wound up in the wrong hotel. Now, the whole purpose of this documentary is to talk about her that vanishing, like what happened to her. Um, sadly, she um, was was not alive when they found her. And all of this information, like I'm not spoiling anything. If you look up the story of Cecilia Hotel and um, Alyssa Lamb, I believe that's how you say her name. Um, this is all like public information. But this documentary basically explores what happened or tries to explore what happened. And it's very interesting. You hear about the hotel manager, you hear about the maintenance people, and they talk about what they thought could have happened or why it happened. Um, 
And then you get this element of YouTube. I believe during this time, YouTube was very in its early infancy. It had not been sold to Google. You know, it was kind of like this brainchild of people. And people started getting on YouTube to try and figure out what happened to her because there's this tape of like her in an elevator and her disappearing. And I remember all of this and how people on YouTube, people were just like, rewind it for five seconds, rewind it forward. What happened here? What's the glitch? And people exploring it. So I remember a time when this was a very big deal. So now that we kind of give an essence, I hopefully made it clear about what the documentary is about, which is this hotel and this poor young woman that was missing what happened. But the whole point is, should you binge this series or not? And that is why you're here. So here is some reasons why you want to binge the series. It is only four episodes. And for me, that's a quick weekend. You can knock that out. So if you're interested in trying to figure out what happened at this hotel or the story of this vanishing woman, then you will like binging this because it is only four episodes. Um, Also, it's kind of true crime. We don't know what happened. Um... That's another reason if you want to maybe binge it in October because it is Halloween month. Uh, And if you want to celebrate or get something spooky, true crime, at least for me, because it's real, scares the crap out of me. So you might want to watch this. So that is number one. It is four episodes. It's Halloween. Think of it that way. Reason two why you might want to binge it. I find that the hotel manager in this series is so fascinating. I can't tell if she's partly crazy, maybe into human trafficking, or both. When she talks about this hotel, she has like this fondness and this love of this hotel. And I can understand it because... This hotel has that history, you know, it's one of the hotels that was built in the past. And I can imagine maybe it was a glamorous hotel, but part of me is like, that hotel no longer exists anymore. Like, I can appreciate architecture of like maybe the 20s or 30s or 40s, but when something's crumbling down, something's crumbling down. And that to me is weird. Also, the reputation of this hotel, like if you've ever seen the teaser or the trailer of this for Netflix, like they talk about this is a hotel where serial killers would stay in. One of the lines that really got me was, oh, if someone, if a serial killer walked in covered in blood, no one would question it. Why would you want to manage that hotel? So listening her talk about the hotel was entertainment enough for me. I thought she was crazy, and but I couldn't turn away because I'm just like, why are you so fascinated with this hotel? I don't understand. And even when she talks about um, Alyssa Lamb missing, it's just like poor. Un- the vibe I get is poor and unfortunate soul. Like 
bad that it happened to her, sucks that it happened to her, but I don't know. And it's tragic. But when you hear her say it, it just feels so monotone. It's kind of creepy. And the best way to describe it is you have to watch it for her, for her reaction. Because other than that, I got nothing. A third reason why you might want to watch this series is it kind of talks about the start of YouTube. So if you're kind of like a history kind of technology buff, want to know the start of YouTube or what it was kind of like on the ground level, this is a good documentary that talks about that. Um, It talks about almost like the birth of like uh, true crime on YouTube. Uh, I don't follow that too much, but I believe like all of those documentary series and true crime series, um, it's kind of the birth of YouTube of where it starts. Um, I actually find it very fascinating that I'm talking about this episode, um, this show on this episode, um, because we had the unfortunate incident of, uh, I believe her name is Gabrielle. I believe her last name was Petito, but her name was Gabby. And YouTubers got involved with helping her find her and giving her family some type of peace. Unfortunately, that is still going on. But the fact that once again, YouTube was kind of pivotal in helping that case and what happened to her. So the Seal Hotel kind of talks about how that started, how people got involved because they wanted to be helpful. They wanted to find what happened to her, who was to blame, how to put basically her parents at ease of getting closure that unfortunately never really kind of happened for them. Um, Well, I wouldn't say closure, but like, just this need to be like, we want to know what happened to her. And the fact is, we will never know. You know, there's theories out there. But sadly, the documentary, not to spoil it, because once again, you can read it in the news, we never get to know how this unfortunate, I don't even know if it's an accident, I don't even know if it's a murder, I don't know what what happened to her. We don't know. And that's what's kind of, really kind of sad about it. So now that I told you why you might want to binge it, uh, let's talk about maybe you want to skip it if you have a laundry list of stuff you want to watch or once again what I call like you only have a good weekend you only can pick one thing um I will say that because it's four episodes and really there's not a lot of story it's choppy that is the problem the story about what happened to her on that day they do a lot of leading up to what type of mental state she was in. They do a lot of lead up to the day, the infamous day where she goes missing. And then they talk about how they find her, but then like, that's it. Like they don't have any meat in between because they don't have anything. You know, they have this videotape that emerged on YouTube 
and you can watch that and people can try and retrace their steps, her steps, but that's it. Like they don't have anything else. So they talk about someone that they try to pin it on. They talk about, you know, they drag out the gloriousness of the Cecile Hotel in its heyday. And then they talk a lot about YouTube and the start of people trying to get involved. But the fact is they can't, it's, it's one of those unsolved mysteries. They don't know what happened. So even though it's four episodes, I feel like this, um, could have been one. It could have been just maybe a long, like hour special. So even for four episodes, it feels dragged out. I had to walk away from it and put it down and then come back to it because it was hard to keep my attention because it was, uh, in my mind, three episodes, maybe two episodes too long. So I don't think they had enough to make it four episodes. The second reason why I wouldn't binge watch it, if you are scared about true crime, if something like this scares you and it plays into your fears, you might want not want to watch it. Uh, that can be for any true crime, honestly, that is out there on Netflix or, you know, HBO Max or Amazon Prime, anyone that does documentaries of true crime nature, if that scares you, skip it. You're not going to like it because they kind of repeatedly talk about it over and over and over and over again with no solution. So if you're not an unsolved mystery, if you're, if you need to have closure, you need to know what happens at the end, that it's a peaceful wrapped up resolved. This is not the documentary for you because they don't have information. Um, thirdly, I feel like Netflix has better true crime documentaries that have way more information, way more story, way more just everything. Four episodes of a, of a documentary and you have only really two episodes worth of information, I would skip it. In fact, there is a documentary. It's not, epi- it's not episodic. It's actually a film. But it's called Abducted, Abduct, excuse me, I cannot talk. Abducted in Plain Sight. When I talk about holy crap, holy crap, I watched that one night and I couldn't even, if it was a book, there was no way that I could put it down. I remember watching it and just going, are you kidding me? Are you serious? No way. Like, I literally was talking to the TV and getting mad. So that's what I mean about their other documentary series or films on Netflix that are a little bit better. Um, So that's why I would pass. Just because I would rather do like, you know, an hour, hour and a half like documentary of information than four episodes broken out and you make me turn away. Like, that's another thing. Like, it's four episodes. I literally watched two, I think, in one month. I waited a couple of months. Then I came back to it. I think I finished it literally this year. And I just felt like it was because it didn't have enough information for me to want to continue to the next one. So my recommendation recommendation for this is skip it. 
I just don't think it's the greatest. Now, if you're interested into hearing the story about the hotel and Alyssa Lamb, then I would watch the first two episodes, but episodes three and four, they're not really necessary. So, I know this one is a little bit short, but I'm trying to get my legs back into podcasting again. Thank you for being patient for those that have been listening, and maybe you haven't, and you're just, hopefully you stumble upon my little corner of the world. Um, Like I said, while I've been away, I still have been watching television. Um, You know, the big game, the big one is Squid Game, like... I probably won't do a podcast on it. Everyone knows either going to watch it or you're not at this point. Um, I've also watched uh, Midnight Mass. I've seen that. I might do a podcast on uh, the writers, his trifecta of stuff on Netflix. But thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at stay at home binge. That is all one word, stay at home binge. Hopefully I will be more active and get things going. But until then, thank you for listening and stay safe and stay home and binge.